Please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Join. Ah! Damn, that's terrifying. <laughs> Why does he not sound like he's coming through the headphones? He sounds like he's coming out from inside my head. Yeah. <laughs> now recording. Now recording. He's just better equalized than any of us are. Yeah. Son of a bitch. How do you, how do you say that? During Pride Month? <laughs> it's just. He's getting those low tones. We're all just hitting those mid highs. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but mid tones and um, triple. Just low end radio people. Oh, I knew psh- that inviting Cullum on this podcast would be triple. <laughs> uh, uh, welcome to Wide Shut. I'm your host, Logan. He's your host, Jesse. And we've got Cullum along for the ride, we, too. Guest, this is your guest, Cullum. Yeah. Hello. I did a, a bit of inside baseball at the end of the last one, Cullen explaining that um, the podcast is actually hosted by you and I, and Jesse just chimes in once every eight hours with three statements. And then See, we talked a lot. And... We talked a lot about you, Logan, yesterday when you went here. So yeah, you didn't record that, it. We covered that too. <laughs> you didn't record it, so so the you, um, official you know narrative is still mine. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's like all of the research is done mostly uh, by you. By, by you and me, and then yeah. the hosts are you and Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, no, it's you and Jesse that watch most of the media. Things yeah. Talk about. I mean, we need to come back from too. Lately, the show has been I've watched things, I tell Jesse about them, he asks insightful questions, then we end. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, a, then, it's a good model. <laughs> yeah. Because then I come back next week and be like, I watched that thing. And then he was like, what do you think? And I'm like, yeah, pretty good. What have you watched now? And then we move on. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, a rhythm. It, it works as a dynamic, but yeah, sometimes we, we strike gold where we've definitely watched the same thing at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ultimately, there's the, there's the balance of keeping my ego in check and the reality that I think the show is weaker if it's just me talking the whole time. I guess it, it's a, yeah, I suppose it's a, it is a different dynamic when more than one person has seen the same thing and it's a discussion more than somebody asking questions. More of an interview. A lot of the episodes are always too inside baseball. Right. Because it, it, it does revert it to the group chat where I posit something hyperbolic and then Cullen tries to ground it in real world and it ends up being, we have to have a really long demarcation of terms. And then in the end, we usually end up saying, so yeah, we're saying the same thing, but we yeah. um, lost each other in the definitions. Yeah. But you, you <laughs> have we circle back around to says, Yeah, nipples. <laughs> yeah. But you <laughs> have too much concern in not um, coming across badly, and I have too little concern about not coming across badly. <laughs> yeah. We covered this yesterday, and we covered this in the last podcast. Oh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know why. What? How, do, how does Logan get any real work done during the week? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just really good at doing both at the same time. Yeah, he's, we, he's, we, Logan's we, the most active person in the group chat, including the guy who doesn't work during the day. 
I, I'm better if I keep a certain pace and timber up. If I go, write email, write code, write to column, write yeah, email. And if, if I bounce through all three repeatedly, I'll get in a really nice brain state where I get a lot yeah. done. That's what we said. We said, I think I said, you struggle, particularly if you've only got one thing to focus on, it drives you nuts, and you kind of like to have three or four things yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. If I ever commit, I'll start to self-sabotage, so I'm better off if I just bounce between multiple things. Mm. And I just can't have any social media on my work devices, otherwise I will never get any work done. Because <laughs> I can type too fast. So I like the fact that the, the chat goes at pace without me because I can't keep up to it because I can't type fast enough. And so I'm like, fuck it, I'll just let's see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, arguably the conversation would continue if you two never replied to me. Yeah. Sometimes it does. It does Sometimes yeah. it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless the only thing that stops it is if Logan goes so far that he gets self conscious about. Yeah, but then I'll just go on a tangent of ch- 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 uh, winding that back. No, well, no, yeah, you, you will. Yeah, get a great, like, yeah. But there's that, there's that tipping point where you'll there'll be a pause and you'll be maybe hoping one of us finally says something because you're getting <laughs> less confident. And then you'll say, or something like, or am I just becoming too right wing with this, or something like that? And then you'll go, because I mean, you know, I'm I'm very left leaning in my, <laughs> my well, it's, and stepping I, back and back and yeah. back. <laughs> I think normally, I think normally it's just he gets to the point where he'll he's not getting the the re, the engagement he wants, so he'll just start lobbing insults at us until we engage. <laughs> that happens. Well, to I us. mean, to a certain extent, it is. I, Which is a, it's a good approach. It works. Like not, I, I don't feel comfortable going way out into the weeds with an idea, which is always, you know, sort of minimum thirty to forty percent hyperbolic anyway. Without having somebody, usually Cullum, walking it backwards with a bit of realism. Yeah, it, it looks. So really if that realism doesn't it, turn up when nobody is, um, when nobody's there for you to bounce your devil's advocate off you're just the yeah. devil talking to himself <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were the devil's advocate <laughs> no you're the devil am advocate. i not the good guy <laughs> oh, God. You're, the, you're the preemptive devil's advocate just saying random stuff until somebody goes well hang on now there chuck let's let's just let's just examine what you were saying there. I, I, so, okay, so we, notice, need, you know, um, we need to catch this conversation me, before Logan. you start yeah. Not all men. <laughs> we we need to catch this conversation and tie it off before he starts talking out loud to Charlotte about it and gets in trouble. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. You, her life is what you are just. Her life is the point of view of talking to me. You two have just described. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the podcast. Like, that's why we have the. We've got the go ahead to just continue doing podcast activities is because our respective partners can't put up with 23 hours worth of our shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but Nicole now knows how to really push my buttons with that. Um, she'll ask me a question. I'm clearly not listening. And she goes, Oh, I bet Logan would, I I'll bet you'd answer Logan right away. And you'll tutor and say, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, son <laughs> of a bitch. You got me. Yeah. I, I get the same risk. Like, Oh, I get, I get. You're here with me right now, <laughs> not Jesse and Cullum. 
That's like a really like. In, in terms of not paying attention or the content that you're trying to spout. That's just no. a really sassy way to say um, be present in the moment, Logan. Mindfulness, yeah. mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, don't don't try and continue three to five conversations in tandem. Yeah, women hate that. <laughs> I all women come multitasking. All, all wo- women, though, Cullum. All women, really. Yeah, not Honestly. all women, Cullum. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, Pride, fuck you. Yeah, no, fuck you. Every one. <laughs> you've got to cut out that hyperbolic kind of attitude. That, that, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's not healthy. It's, it's not a good look. No, nah, nah, fuck you, every woman. <laughs> no one I, should be like that. <laughs> I'm standing quiet. <laughs> no, no one, Logan. Really, no one. Yeah. You've really got to stop with that hyperbolic. <laughs> Jesse, how about you have an opinion? Yeah, yeah, Jesse. Get off the fence. At least me and Logan it's occasionally up here. <laughs> yeah. You never even bother to climb up. I'm like, hey, there's a lot of breaches and shit up here. It's just a really <laughs> tall hill. It's all the way over there. I'll just wait for it to, for you guys to come back down again and then we'll have a beer. It's fine. <laughs> Stop trying to defuse. We don't want to have a beer with you. We want to yeah. fight. Fuck you, Jesse. Keep the tension high. Yeah. Don't be a bitch. Ratchet it up. I don't know what to talk about now. <laughs> that that would be a good place for the podcast episode to just end entirely. I don't know what to talk about now. <laughs> well, that's usually where we put an ad in if we had sponsorship, but we don't. Yeah. Raycon glasses. So, a Raycon from Ray J? Huh? Mm-hmm. As I understand it, Raycon earbuds, and I, I don't know whether it was a joke or whether it was true. Yeah. Ray J owns Raycon. What's Ray, Ray J? J? That dude who may or may not have been a rapper that the was rapper? the one that fucked Kim Kardashian in that video? I have not heard. Kim Kardashian's original um, no, I've heard of Kim Kardashian. sex tape. Oh, yeah. He's uh, oh, right. Ray J. Uh, okay. Yeah, Raycon is worth $116 million. Yeah, it must be big money. They're on um, YouTube ads. Yeah, they sponsor the... Corridor. So you said earbuds, and I thought you meant the movie. I actually yes. said glasses. I mixed up a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, the glasses <laughs> ones are called, like, me, me. No, those are me undies. Never mind. You don't wear how undies. old is Earbud? <laughs> is old. that a 90s movie? You're going to say how old are cut Logan's undies. Um, <laughs> don't wear undies. Joke's on you. <laughs> Free balling. Uh, it's from 1997. Uh, Logan wears his dick out to intimidate the ghosts in his house. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> the devil made him do it. The conjuring through. I wish I had go- uh, ghosts in my house. So my dick is definitely out. That was the takeaway from I wish. Oh, yeah. I totally... I read the wrong part of that. What are are we watching? What are are we we talking about? Oh, yeah. The list of shit to talk about was... um, This is is my list. Jumanji, Handmaid's Tale, or Ragnarok? I'm still two episodes down on Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I'm up to date on that, but I don't know if Cullum's watched it. Um, I haven't watched any of any of it. Cullum hates women. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all women. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying on this hill, Logan. You watch me. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Uh, yeah. I'm just <laughs> trying to understand how we get Jesse up there with you. I'm waiting for you to come up here and talk about yeah. Jews to me, and I'm waiting for Jesse to come up and pick something. I don't know. I don't even know I, what Jesse's flavor is. I don't see gender. That's the hell I'm going <laughs> on. <laughs> are you saying people aren't allowed to be what they want to be? Oh, they are, just not when I'm around. Just, I don't um, see it. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> it's a concept. <laughs> uh, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's it's not a um it's not a question of ethics or anything. He's just not yeah. really sure. Oh, I yeah. can't see it. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I guess. I'm pretty um, sure the main character should be a white male, just so that people get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we could talk about Cullum's stand up because we talked about that yesterday. Without you, Logan. Um, have we tapped it out? I suppose Logan would have something new to say about it, maybe. Yeah. What have you got, Logan? Have you watched his stand-up routine, the latest one? Oh, Charlotte just came in and gave me banana bread. I'm on a different planet right now. <laughs> what is banana bread code for? Yeah. <laughs> banana bread? <laughs> I'm, on Chloe? I'm on a different planet right now. Oh, it's the only way to fly. Banana bread. <laughs> Logan loves his bread. Enough said. Oh, that's a that's a throwback. Uh, Urban Dictionary <laughs> banana bread. Let's see. Carl, Carl Urban <laughs> Carl Urban Dictionary banana bread. <laughs> uh, I should have guessed it. Um, banana bread. The phenomenon of having to come out as bisexual to the same person, people repeatedly because they assumed or hoped your sexuality was just a phase. Okay, so Logan's stolen your shtick to die on. Yeah, <laughs> you see where he doesn't see gender either. I'm just gonna stay silent for as long as I can and watch you two flounder to create content. Oh, there's also a banana bread, a black person who's um <laughs> un- unusually Asian on the inside and likes anime and manga. He's black on the outside and yellow on the inside. Jesus uh, yeah. Christ! Urban like Dictionary. those guys that host Getting the Robot. Yeah. Yeah. That's from 2005, so that's a bit dated. Ah, oh, okay. Maybe people don't do that anymore. How's the banana bread, Logan? Is it moist? Is it dry? Give us Exceptionally your moist. Is it trying to come moist? out to you yet again, even though you thought it was over just and over again? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's also apparently a euphemism for really good fellatio, with it including attention paid to the testicles and anus. Banana bread. Banana that tracks. Bread? That that tracks with the fact that he sounds like his mouth isn't full right now, so something else is going on. <laughs> Did you know they in fact found baby's clothes lying next to a dingo for the whole dingo ain't my baby thing? So the, ba- found so the dingo played. undressed the baby before it ate it. No, the dingo the ding- puked up the clothes after eating the baby. It was uh, real. That makes we, more sense. So something never moved on. Society still blames the mum for that baby day. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did let it happen. I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. She, like, spent, like, three years in prison, too, didn't she? Out of, yeah, like, and that was out of on a life sentence. Yeah. 
Jesus. Um, do we need more um, Pride Month content? I've got one. Okay, go on, shoot. Uh, are you saying that? Are you saying that there's a limit to the amount of Pride that you can have during Pride Month, Colum? No, so, I'm saying there's a quota. Uh, Michaela right. Kennedy Cuomo comes out as bisexual in Pride Month post. There you go. Who? Who's that? Um, the Andrew Cuomo, New York governor, his daughter. Okay. Daughter? Yes, daughter. Cuomo. Is, they're, they're the Italian brothers, right? No, Cuomo is the um, guy that wanted to lock down New York and then got done for um, being a creepo to his secretaries and shit about a year later. Yeah, but his, his brother's another leader. Yeah, Chris oh, Cuomo. Okay. Oh, well, then no. Um, you yeah, no, he, he's the him. one that, like, um, got a lot of money from the old folks' homes right after they killed lots of people when they just abandoned their posts during <laughs> early COVID. Oh, God. I can't stand that. I heard some of those stories about that. It was tough. I, I now nah, see. See, I'm too afraid to have my opinions now. Why? What do you mean? We can edit this out. Um. About about Michaela Cuomo being being. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say. Oh, it's another um, rich, attractive white girl thinking she's part of the community because she's bi. Okay, so welcome to Wide Shut. If you heard a, yeah. a really strange yeah. kind of just glitch, just then we edited yeah. out whatever Logan just <laughs> said. <laughs> so this is Logan's last episode with the podcast, <laughs> our, um, our corporate sponsors at Warner Media and Atari that we picked up last week. Um, we're What's systematically that? going through our YouTube and um, it's a bit of stolen dollar. Ah, with what? Banana bread. Michaela yeah. Cuomo. Yeah, now you're gonna have to keep editing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I fucking damn disc. You can't tell how like what the timestamp is for this. Yeah. Now the only way to do that would just be to. Press play on a like stopwatch as soon as you press play on Craig. Oh, we can download it as we go though, can't we? That's the thing. Anyway, who cares? Carry on. Mm. Yeah. Or don't carry on. That's cool I say that'll be quite good. You'll be you'll see a nice big dead spot in the recording on the waveform. Oh yeah, you can oh, use yeah. that to time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, all right, I'll kick things off. Bloodshot, terrible movie. Oh, right. But it, but it gives you what you need out of a Vin Diesel movie, which is Vin Diesel in a tank top. I mean, yeah, but he just walks towards camera, getting hurt. It's established that the pain hurts him, but he just keeps walking forwards. People yeah, tell him his nanites are going to break, and then he won't come back to life, so he won't be able to just keep walking forwards. But he just keeps walking forwards. <laughs> and so... The crux of that is, in the end, do his nanites break, or does he show them all? He shows them all and gets what he wants. Yeah. Right. Like his, and, his, and his memory. His I agree with back you, or Logan. Terrible movie. And then yeah. they wake him up afterwards and go, oh, don't worry, we gave you infinite nanites. Oh, great. <laughs> In any sequel, he is truly immortal and invincible. 
Who wants to watch that? Unless they give a different stakes rather than just what? he might die. He, One of he the won bad guys all the fights by dying in a disaster caused by the person like trying to kill him and they die too but he just gets nanited back to life. So he's not even really fighting anyone. So there's no stakes. So Bloodshot 2 needs to yeah. be about his relationship with he, his daughter. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> circumst- is, this movie is about his family, I think, right? It's, but it's um, just no, a he, in the, bad fantasy about killing everyone who touches your daughter. Like the taken it's, nah, it's, it's, he doesn't even kill um, anyone, really. He just circumstantially he just doesn't dies. die around other people who are dying. Yeah, I mean, he dies too. He just it's comes back to life. Robert Downey Jr. thing again. He doesn't kill anyone. He just... <laughs> Somehow makes the situation where he's around where someone is dying and does nothing. <laughs> and so yes. they die. Yeah. Like he beats the nemesis, which is a guy with um, robot legs, which is kind uh, of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... a There's also a, a second. Um... Like there, there are two other super soldiers who aren't as super soldiery as him. One of yeah, which just flatly hates him for no clear reason. The other one is clearly um, emotionally confused about the whole operation they're doing where they keep wiping his memory, convincing himself him new people have killed his wife that he needs to go kill. And they just loop him through the exact same experience of going, oh, I remember now I'm going to go kill blank. Uh-huh, and they just yeah. keep inserting a new blank and then, then he goes and kills them. But it turns out they're all actually just um, ex-business partners of the guy running the show. Um, guys called Martin Axe. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Axe body spray. Um, but the the two guys he, yeah, the two there are three other soldiers. One is a woman who just has a a metal breathing pipe, and that's the only part about her that's different from anyone else. Yeah, pretty much. Her superpower is that the bad guy just turns off her lungs anytime she doesn't do what she's told. Do we um, call out sexism on that, or is that a, um, does that stand on its own as a thing? Well, it's weirdly like um, it does a very generic like the hot woman wants to talk to him about his feelings and shit. But then it you see it after the fact when they're rehearsing it before they go through it again, like the second and third time. She intentionally goes and puts on like skimpier clothing to then go sit with him and have a heart to heart. So it's established that her dressing like overtly sexually and stuff is not the movie being sexist, but her trying to get the outcome of manipulating him best as possible. Which I don't think instills any more power in her and isn't any less sexist. But it does feel like, hey, at least she knows she's Yeah, and there's, there's, a canon, there's a canon reason why she's sexist. It's not the woman in Jurassic Park wearing heels as she runs from a T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the fact that her her superpower is just she's oppressed is a bit weak. Um <laughs> then there's yeah, the soldier with the robot legs and the soldier with no eyes. The Ooh. soldier with no eyes wears like a cool mech rig that ha- puts oh. eyes. So basically he just anywhere they put a camera, he sees it all at once. Is it so he's like a he's like a tech soldier where like he wears a motorcycle helmet that has no windscreen on it and he just flies around and sees through drones and satellites and shit that's pretty cool which conceptually is really cool and horrifically underdeveloped yeah that Um, should have been a like that could be just a movie yeah um and then you 
a movie like that, you'd probably have him eventually get to the point where he just becomes like a digital super being. Um, Transcendence. It, it sounds like yeah, a little bit anime as well. Like yeah. Sort of yeah. I mean, it's it's a bit like that um, Scarlett Johansson movie where she, she gets... Water Zoo? Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, that's a Matt Damon movie that has Scarlett Johansson in it. <laughs> um, no, the, the French one where she, like... Under the skin? No. Um... Uh... And She's like a courier, and then she gets wrapped into uh, Lucy. Uh, yeah, Aeon Lucy, Flux, but not yeah. Yeah, Lucy. Lucy. Ah, oh, okay. That really Isn't good movie. Unlock your uh, one of those yeah. ones. Yeah, they say we own a certain percentage of the brain, but we yeah, made it. It's if if it's if if um Luke Besson made Limitless. Yeah. 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 She become becomes a like nanite driven super being. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That like yes, you could turn that eyes guy into a movie like that, and it would be cool. But it's shown throughout the movie that the eyes guy doesn't like what they're doing to um Diesel. to Diesel, but he still dies to Vin Diesel in the final fight and isn't happy about it, and even gets screwed over by the no legs guy. So it, it implies that he's going to change sides right at the eleventh hour, and it just doesn't happen. And not only that, but his um, his his being sus about the whole operation is proven true when it's his friends that kill him, not the guy he's trying to stop. So the wider question about that is, um, so if they do a Chekhov's gun, but they don't pay it off, does that count as a twist, or is that just a really unsatisfying, poorly executed Chekhov's gun that they shouldn't have done that way? I think the current Hollywood term for it is subverting expectations. <laughs> Which just oh, we know we know that it might be good, but then it was just yeah. yeah we just know that what it's not finished. finishing your script. We not shot a second rewrite. We shot every single potential um, way to do it correctly, and then we replaced the scenes with entirely CGI. Yeah, because it didn't test well with fifty people that uh, work for the company for reasons. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's thirteen-year-old nephew was in the office that day, and he I said that. Vin Diesel should make him building fall down on top of three characters and then just walk out of the building. Because <laughs> that was what happened. And then that producer guy was like, well, that's what the youth wants. Yeah. <laughs> Giant mechanical steampunk spider. He might not be wrong either. Maybe 13-year-olds on their podcasts would be really talking up Bloodshot. Maybe we're the Dills. Yeah, I, I don't know. The... The other thing was the script was really self-aware in a way that made you go, oh, they know that this is stupid. Hang on. Yeah, but they're self-aware and still doing it. Still, you know, being aware of tropes without subverting them isn't, like, super, super clever. Yeah, and and doing things like... Because um, the, the worst edit was they got a really fast-talking English black guy. Um, it's just, um, and they were like, you know, let's make him the nerd because that's that whole Hollywood concept of you have to turn black guys into comic relief and they have to be like beta male character types. Apparently, that's a whole thing. I oh, I was thinking you were I was thinking you were going to say they were thinking we got to have lots of black people, but don't put them into um, typecast roles, so make them be smart. But yeah, no, well, he is really smart, but they. Um, they intentionally like 
they use him as an excuse to have him go, nah, this is stupid, anytime anything stupid happens. Okay. So they, they lazily use him to explain it away, but they, yeah, they just undermine, they, you know, he's the smartest guy in the room and they undermine him at every turn. If he doesn't have muscles. No. And he, um, and he has all yeah. his body parts. Like a, and, like he, a and, he, and he just deus ex marking his away every single issue that's facing Vin Diesel that could lead to him not being able to succeed. Oh, like everything's answered with him hacking into the system yeah. and coming up with something. Yeah. Uh. Um, and then the other weird thing is, so Guy Pierce is the main bad guy. He has this room full of like computer technicians who just look like regular everyday people. Um, and they constantly look and watch the soldiers get like fucked over and be forced to like play their parts and everything. But they're not characters enough that anything is done about them having those misgivings about their boss. They're not presented in any way that suggests if they went to follow the boss, they would be murdered. And they don't have any sort of arc that leads to those hints being concluded in any way. So it's just forever a weird audience in the room going, oh, that's terrible. Anytime anything terrible happens, and then they have nothing to do with the plot. Does Guy Pierce have anything to do with the plot? Is he just, is he, what's he, I can't remember. Is he just trying he's, to, he's a main bad guy. Yeah. So he's, he's trying to kill off everyone who used to work with him at the original company where they invented the tech now that he's gone it alone um, in his hopes to be the like major supplier to the world's militaries of so um, nanite-driven super soldiers. That's about it, really. There's no grand plan. There's no ticking clock on his side. There's no proof of him talking to other people saying, I just have to like tie up some loose ends and then I'm good to like license this to you. There's nothing like that. No, it's just Guy Pierce doing what Guy Pierce does in these low-budget sci-fi movies. Yeah, be the bad guy. He's got a robot arm, I think, and that's it. He invented the tech for himself, and then that becomes the like, I I worked this out, and then it just kept me going and going and going, and now I've done this for you and turned you into a nanite man. The um, some of the cinematography looks like it's referencing sort of RoboCop era red light. Um, 80s action sci-fi movies. Of the same I think it's because it comes from cool. the same stream of. I don't know if. Um... I assumed it was from the comics. If that's where you go, and Jesse. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was just trying to think if uh, Robocop okay. had some sort of comic variant as well that ended up yeah. in similar universes. But I don't think so. Um... But it it's it even undermines the fact that he was a really good soldier, which is what it sets up at the beginning. Because once he's like two minutes into being a superpowered guy who just regenerates all the time, he stops even using guns, and just forgets all of his training and just does the. Um, it's just walk angry towards walk towards camera. camera. Yeah. Yeah. the The best part is when he goes. He finds out his old his girlfriend that he is seeing be murdered in every single scene when he starts up one of his rampages. Um, he. He finds out she's actually still alive once he realizes he's been lied to and they, he manages to get out of being reset. Uh, goes and finds her and she's just like, yeah, I moved on. We yeah, had why, a like, stink, you, amicable breakup when I got fed up with you being a soldier. 
and he's like bummed and then she looks away and then looks back and he's not there anymore and that was the end of the emotional arc of the film and uh, it's incredibly yes. rude <laughs> uh, well that's bloodshot because fuck talking about that any longer than we need to Oh, we were just really getting into it, though. <laughs> really getting into the detail of that. <laughs> oh, uh, this is what Bloodshot looks like in the comic books, by the way. Uh, we got, got a picture right. So you can see from oh, the red yeah. why they forced that into the film. Yeah. yeah. Why has he got a Japanese flag for a chest? Because that's the Bloodshot. It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Bloodshot is something that happens to your eyes. No, it's Bloodshot. I don't get it. Don't blood. worry about it. It's, it's, it's a shot, shot of blood. Yeah. The he, looks, he looks a lot more, yep, he looks a lot more generic in that picture than, I mean, yeah. Vin Diesel was Vin Diesel, but like, you, that could be, easily be the Punisher, and I wouldn't say, no, it's not. Wait, are you saying comic books have generic, muscly white guys in them? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I the, <laughs> the, the only discerning differences are what costumes they wear, really. Yeah, and uh, they just gave him a T-shirt oh, cool. in the movie with the, with the symbol on it because uh, Vin Diesel never actually takes his shirt off in movies because uh. I'm assuming it's because he's not actually he... as fit as he thinks he is. He's just got yeah. Yeah. you do you do quiet. see him shirtless in this, but there is a lot of weird like, hang on, why are you reframing his chest and and body as though you're like trying not to point a camera at a woman's tits? Yeah. It has that same sort of weird sensation to it where you're like. If people, you know, all those shots in movies where a woman is like maybe post coitally looking towards camera and saying something to a dude that you're in the position of as the audience, and, and they and just arbitrarily arbitrarily frame out her boobs because you know you can't have like a R rating on everyday TV or whatever. It looks like he's um, like actually like that's how Vin Diesel's shot in that movie. Like a ghostly white color in the comic books as well, not just yeah. a, a white guy. He's he looks like a, yeah. Is it Mr. Tombstone? Sinister. And <laughs> a little bit of Mister Sinister and a little bit of Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like the more he turns his powers on, the more he turns on. Goes all oh, white, yeah, and vasculary. That's cool. It also changes like his haircut. Like yeah, it does he gets a receding hairline when he turns his powers? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it, Johnny Depp in this one. Hang on, there's um, it's like a weird fade. Oh, he does too. Is that is that just somebody's like modeled him for a guy. game? Yeah, because the one you showed Logan when he changes his hair based on his powers, it looks like his powers do it. And his hair is just receding. But in this shot, Jesse's shared. It looks like he got a haircut that just put, yeah, um, yeah. Well, just put razors through two parts of his hair. Yeah, you notice the, it's consistent in all the photos. Yeah, yeah. The is a is an action figure of him. Oh, okay. I thought it was a like a, maybe somebody rebuilt him for a game or something. No, and it seems strange that this full body shot of it that they've um he doesn't it came through really wonky. It's got no yeah. defined muscles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. He's he's not quite down to, like, um, anime, badass, skinny hero dude, but he's just, he's not as buff as you'd expect. But I think, from memory in the movie, the more they fucked him up, the more vascular and white he got. Yeah. 
So he's almost like the Hulk, where the more you fuck him up, the more he gets tanky. Oh, I thought you meant the more they repeat the process on him, like um, like repeated drug use kind of thing. Oh, no, I mean the more damage he takes. The, the more, oh, yeah, okay. Just the classic berserker kind of thing. Yeah. The, um... I think this is him in the... I think this is about as white as he gets, though. Hang on. Yes. I think right at the end when he's... <laughs> that looks... That looks so... Goosebumps. Um, yeah, Goosebumps. Disney Plus. <laughs> Supergirl. I think once you get to the point where he's killing Guy Pierce, he's very... Like, see there, you see him in, in context of another person, how pale he's gotten. Yeah. There's a certain David Draymond-ness to him there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You can get a Vin Diesel um, bloodshot action figure. Oh, that's really cool. Wired shut viewers. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something from fucking uh, the Ridley Scott TV show about white the aliens. I, and shit. I found it. I found it. There we go. <laughs> Vin Diesel ah, got painted work. Yeah, he's got a bit. <laughs> um, so to catch the listeners up, Logan and Cullum are currently body shaming Fat Diesel. Um, Fat, you well, you like call him baby. Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I just shared an image. You see, Fat. He's like, he's built like 80s Captain America. <laughs> the left or the right? And left. Oh, what am I thinking? Was it, is the old one 60s Captain America? Whenever though, that, that golden age of like really old live action TV show. Oh, uh, yeah. Like barrel-chested oh, wearing, barrel-chested yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he and that one he really does look like he's Japanese flag man. <laughs> Just uh, sumo baby with a red top. <laughs> yeah. So we All managed right. to get ten more minutes of material yeah, out of that. We got a lot more out of one shot than we thought. <laughs> let's no longer talk about this movie. We got some uh, T V on the radio done. And that toy, he looks like a poorly executed um, Cenobite from Hellraiser. With no yeah, nails. he's got that weird, like, um, expressionless face. Yeah. That's not a toy. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Fat Diesel. <laughs> Having a name that's only three letters really opens you up to that. Fat Diesel. <laughs> Bam Balam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Okay, what else are we talking about then? Uh, Re- review a movie at us, Logan. There's Dune, there's Ragnarok. Um, you didn't want to do um, Handmaid's Tale because you've only seen a couple episodes. Ooh. Have you seen Ragnarok, Colin? Oh, and Jumanji was the other one. Yeah, Jumanji three. Mm. I didn't even know there was a third one. Yeah, have you? 
the, I thought you were going to review Jumanji 2 to us, <laughs> and I had just loaded up all of my Jumanji 1997 quotes, and I was going to just load them. <laughs> all right, let's just give you some time to just say all uh, your Jumanji 97 quotes. Okay, here's... Um, I'll just do one. All right. We might have found something you stand up for you out of this, actually, yeah. Run! Oh, that's pretty good. Mm. That, I'm, took I'm me r- that, t- that took me back. Yeah, I'm there. Oh, what else you got? What else have I got? Oh, fuck. I haven't seen it for a while. <laughs> you um, just said you had compiled a list of your favorite Jumanji quotes. You I lied, right? I didn't think you'd call me out on it. Um, if if a two or eight, you happen to roll, you got to wait in the jungle, baby. No, that's just a deal. We're going down. Shut up, shut I know that was the next. No, I haven't got anything Help. else. I can't remember. Uh. You'll have to the now the way we have to do this is Logan has to go through his recounting and I'll eventually sporadically remember bits and I'll just interrupt him and, and just yell out Robin Williams stuff. Uh all right, so R. I'll R. do Dune this. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't do Dune this. I'm Holy doing shit. Dune. I'm doing Dune. Oh, God. <laughs> Sandworms, am I right? For the bit of Cullum worked out how to approach this, and then I'm just going to pick another topic. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Get it out of the way. Let's do Dune. Uh, I've got stuff for Dune. Don't you worry. <laughs> do you, though? No, I lied again. I'm desperately waiting <laughs> hearing Dune. <laughs> you shouldn't, because I tried to do that and read the... Um, you just read the plot um, on Wikipedia. Just try to follow just the hyperlinks in yeah, the plot and the plot description, um, and it makes no sense. It makes my eyes water. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, what I will say though is Timothy Chalamet. And Are then go, the, Logan. Just a new one. Yeah, but that's what I will say. <laughs> that is what I will say. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! So I'm just trying to work out is is there an extended cut of the 1984 one? I assume so. That's why I, I can't be bothered with it because I'm assuming is it unreleased. Is no, it unreleased? Okay, so it takes it from one thirty-seven minutes to one seventy-six minutes. Fuck, that's a decent bit. Oh, that's right. It's what? not even that long. You, it just seems long because it's 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 long for back then. Yeah, and well, it's also just made with that Blade Runner kind of. Um, Pulled out yeah. long, lingering shots. Isn't okay, it? so the extended cut isn't like a feature complete movie. No, it's been described as the four hour version because of all the ads that they slumped in between it because it was yeah. on the sci fi channel when they presented it. 176 minutes long, minus the commercials, features outtakes, additional footage, test close up shots of certain actors, and even fabricated footage. Okay, so to make I'm, it appear I'm... that footage has been added. Which is did why your, Lynch took version, his name off. Did the version I, that you watched have Lynch's no. name on it? No, okay. Oh, sorry, yes. I watched the 137-minute cut. Which was his preferred one. Or was it the 190? I'm assuming his was the 190. What's on Amazon? Which version of Dune is on Amazon? I'm reading the um, Wikipedia entry, and it sounds like somebody wanted to do a sci-fi um, interpretation of Romeo and Juliet, taking out all of the romance. That's what it looks like. 
Yeah, because those are the worst bits of that story. Um, so the romance is not in the movie. Yeah, so it's just two houses alike in dignity have space battles. No, yeah. spice battles. A drug The short version is the Lynch version, and the extended one was the studio version. For right. some reason. I don't know why the studio would want more Dune, but there you go. I think they thought it was incomprehensible. Yeah. Um, and it was basically, <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's, like, it's, it's, it's technically a medieval plot. So, like, if you actually put this in, like, it would almost make more sense to envisage this in, like, a Game of Thrones universe. But it's just, like, the central leader pits two houses against each other in order to um, unfuck a like dispute over the spice mines in the process hoping that one will wipe the other out and then his jobs of trying to manage the two and their interactions would be done for him does this and have the sandworms yeah. in it that's June yes eh? yes, yes yes yeah. no it, it takes a while to get to that but it's oh. um Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's mostly centered around the dude from Lynch's TV show. What's his name? Uh, oh, Quinn yeah, Peak's yeah. Guy. I know who you mean. Carl, yeah, yeah. Carl McLaughlin. Carl McLaughlin. So it's yeah. Carl McLaughlin. You follow him from the process of being like going through sort of Prince finishing school where he's being trained how to fight with the weird bullshit magic <laughs> shit that they have on those. They yeah. and that so all their weapons in this movie, all the like high powered weapons, are uh, you shout and then it amplifies your voice and then blasts it through a gun. Yeah, so yet another thing that would have been better as an anime. Yeah. But the the last battle where they're all holding these things which are called weirding modules. Weirding. And pointing weirding like W weird. W E I R D weird. Yeah. Weirding but the module. original name of the show. This show, yeah. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, the original name of the show was Wiring. <laughs> Wiring modules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you basically hold this thing. It, there's something strapped to your neck, and there's something strapped to your wrist, and you go, and then the thing on your wrist fires I a huge energy bolt. Yeah. Now it's <laughs> it's t- it's turning your voice into power. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. And and he is so powerful, he can do it without using His the voice, voice. thing. Ah, uh, okay. So like, if you get to like king tier shit, then you can kind of go no, and like buildings will crack and things. Oh yeah. Um, but it's pretty much the the scene is set where it's the and there's sort of two different groups of magic people. There's like the magic men who are this weird kind of degenerate group of creepy dudes that are trying to machinate power, and they eat shitloads of spice in it fucks them up but it also kind of empowers them and they get like gross weird red stains on their faces Um, and then there's this like group of old powerful women who drink a special drink and it gives them like really long lives and future sight and um, understanding sort of the fabric of the universe and they're called the like B'nai Jesuit or something weird like that or I'm fucking that up and that's from something else I can't remember um and the the crazy the crazy like scientist men group 
if you keep eating spice for ages, you kind of turn into these transcendent floaty beings that um, power spaceships, yeah, among other things, and can view the fabric of space and time. But you fold yeah. space and all that kind of yes. shit, right? It's, yeah. it's required, yeah. Yeah, this, and it's travel. it's you know the all the powerful aristocratic types are living for thousands of years. Those magic women are in like the ten thousand year plus kind of stage of living, um, and the the men that go on to become the ultra being things are even worse. But the yeah the 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 evil dude group being guys come to the emperor of the galaxy and tell him like you need to sort shit out between House Atreides and House Hakonin, I think it is. Hakonin or Hakonin? Hakonin, yeah. Um, Because they know that long-term, if this doesn't get stopped, then, um, what was his name? Colin McLaughlin's character will become like a fucking god, basically, and fuck up their chance to be in, maintain their level of power by becoming a chosen one thing. Uh, but they don't tell the king that. They just tell the king that, like, sort your shit out between these two houses or we'll kind of pull, like, funding and we'll make it hard for you to run your empire without by not giving you our power anymore. And also the witch women are doing their own machinations. Um, the head of House Atreides has a son and uh, it's not, not his wife. It's She's a too. She, she's like a Bene Gesserit, but she's not his wife. She's an ex one of them who is also um, his concubine, not his wife. So uh, his son is kind of illegal, but still happened anyway. So the son is therefore descended from the witch women and has the power of like a monarch. So how long is a remake going to be? Um, I I actually watching this movie. I can see how you can trim it down and modernize it and not fuck it. Oh, okay. But it basically plot, boils down to like a workers' strike. Oh, okay. He lands on the planet. It's already foretold that his dad's going to get killed because once yeah, they I... arrive on the planet to take over and fix up the spice mining situation, then the emperor sends in the Harkonnens and the Harkonnens whip their asses. But it, it looks like it's gonna be like it could easily be similar to how um, the what's the name of the angel with the big eyes, the cybernetic girl thing was, and they wanted to do like they did lots of detail about like the the game where they skate around with the ball and stuff, um, and they could it just seems like they could what get really into the weeds of the weirding technique and all the fighting. Well, so, the as I understand it, the weirding modules and a couple of other things are ba- based around Lynch. He created them. Okay. They're not from the books. And that oh, is specifically okay. because um, they both, both he and the writer of the book agreed that the technology wasn't good enough at the time that, because I remember you first explained this to me, Cullen, but they have hum- they have shields and they fight with knives and hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. The technology has exceeded gun technology, but they don't have... Like, so they, they've gotten to the point where guns aren't useful because you can have a personal shield. So yeah. guns have fallen out of favor. So the strongest people are people that are really good at hand-to-hand combat. Um, and then no other weapon technology came through to replace guns. 
by challenging him to a ritualistic knife gun fight, during which he attempts to cheat and kill Paul. With a poison spear in his belt. Paul. That's, um, what's his name's character, right? Stings. Princess Irulan's hand in marriage. Paul takes control of the Empire. He realises that while he has achieved his goal, he is no longer able to stop the Freeman Jihad as their belief in him is too powerful to restrain. Yeah. The end. But that, that part's not really in the movie. If Lynch didn't direct this, he would have directed Return of the Jedi. Whoa. That would have been yeah. weird. Um, I was genuinely surprised how relatively what's the term? Orthodox this film is considering it's Lynch. Okay. This is David Lynch filming a movie. This is not David Lynch making a David Lynch movie. Yeah. It's it almost as well for 1984 it feels more like like if you crossed one of those old 19 sort of 20s 30s um like Egypt epics or something. Yeah. yeah. And you crossed it with Flash Gordon. That's what this feels like. Like it, it takes itself very seriously. Um, but it's so stupid. It doesn't even really come off as stupid. It comes off as dated, but it 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 relatively well strides the line to the point where you can mock it. But it there's nothing meta about it whatsoever, and it takes itself seriously. That if I were to compare it to anything, it's a bit like Lord of the Ringsian. Oh, I was going to say Jupiter Ascending. It's not quite that bad. It's, yeah, like Lord of the Rings, where it's like, you can mock so much about these movies, and so much of it is quite dated. But in terms of what they set out to do and what they achieved and how well it stands up even now, you kind of can't fault it without just be classing yourself as a dick. Mm. Well, this kind of sits in that same sort of territory. Mm. Would it's I go out of my way to watch as... it again? No. It's been described as one of the most homophobic films ever made, apparently. Yeah, so uh, it's... So the Harkonnens are... Is that where they cast Timothy Chalmay to um, bring in the gayness? No, nah, so it's, it's the Harkonnens. The, um, uh, they are homophobes, are they? Well, the, the boss of Harkonnen is meant to be sort of like, I think, a, a sort of a, a, a Roman excess type character. He is oh, gay, yeah. but he's like covered in like sores and shit. Yeah, so he's covered in sores. Like a... He's so aggressively fat that he uses technology that allows him to float in order to be able to move around. Oh, um, he, he, he's as far as the the plot sort of implies he does a bit of everything, but is ultimately mostly gay. Um, I mean, what's her name? Is his daughter the the overall emperor of the empires? wife so he's played by he's basically a massive hedonist and just as he wants to do the most taboo shit yeah i mean and like sting is his nephew but it heavily implies that he sting is like his twink toy thing uh yeah uh but it it, aside from having sting sort of walk out of a weird chamber in just a metal undies and like standing there striking poses with muscles and the old guy kind of licking his lips. That's that's about the closest you get to any you know, I, I'm I'm sure in a modern movie that'd be a lot more blatant with anything like that. Yeah. Um but back then it kind of comes off as just he is like he's a fat gross walking sort of pustule and it's sort of 
equates his sexuality with being another symptom of that whole issue not like just that's a thing that some people are and that's okay yeah which i think is why um yeah yeah, it's it's referred to that way yeah um but it yeah it's it's There's also a bit where it's Ben's seemed like a weird stopper in there. Yes, so they're pulling their heart sort of keep you a government type of way. Weird bit where he just like, like there's a sort of scared dude This just sort of pushed into a room. Old concepts reading badly in hindsight. Yeah, I, I don't think a movie that you'd make now would make it quite so weird and uncomfortable that the dude's gay. He just probably could be gay, and that would just be he is gay, and the, that's yeah, fine. But it's God emperor kind of thing. But it is also dating back to that those old school ideas of like the evil conniving creepy dude is always like like queer coded or whatever you call it like whatever that term is where you know like the joker like you've got a character that on paper reads as a homosexual but they never really imply that they just imply that he's like mustache twirly and a bit flamboyant yeah and then it implies that that evil is somehow synonymous with that character yeah, there's the there's the implying that evil is synonymous, and then there's the stuff that preceded that where people wanted to have queer characters, but it was illegal, so they queer coded. Mm. And then as um, uh, yeah, so I think we initially, had that conversation where I yeah, didn't quite understand what you meant by it. So and initially that stuff came out, and then the second, the second round of it was people taking those tropes and using them um, to imply queerness like malign them being like hand in hand with monstrosity yeah it's like how the being left-handed is synonymous with being sinister <laughs> yeah because the devil's left-handed yeah so oh, that's dune dune hates the gays <laughs> or yeah jesus the i think just hollywood hated the gays um yeah, um, I don't know if the book comes across like that, right? It's. I don't know. I mean, like from. I don't have any point of reference for the book, but if I think about like. A lot of important historical science fiction writers are now these days referred to in terms of like, ah, oh, but they really hated the Jews. Ah, oh, but they really hated the gays. Like the the, ah, oh, but he believed in eugenics. Like there's there's not a lot of 
old school science fiction writers that didn't suck in some way. Yeah. Yeah, that don't kind of read really negatively in hindsight. I mean, but, but that's because with science fiction, you're inevitably simplifying you know, modern humanity into tropes and then trying to extrapolate it and paste those stereotypes onto other crews of people or aliens or whatever. So you end up, if if your views on things are quite short-sighted, you inevitably paint whatever you're building with that brush, you know, like everyone mm. criticizes I... George Lucas that all his alien races are just really bad I, I, um, cultural stereotypes. Yeah, well, the, I'm wondering that as well if, and it could be totally wrong, but the thought is occurring to me, maybe people, those kinds of science ri- fiction writers and things who were really focused on their world building and stuff were inherently more interested in that than the nuances of humans and therefore had more limiting and limited and less, um, more naive ideas of yeah. of people. And so well, I mean, if you have more of those outdated beliefs. If you take that from another approach and you say all other races of aliens are as varied and nuanced as people are, how do you write that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there, like, there doesn't um, seem to be any references to the controversy with Frank Herbert or the no, book. Okay. It talks a lot about how he brought through a lot of environmentalism, um, obviously Middle Eastern and Islamic references because jihad yeah. comes through all the gender dynamics and Zen and religion. But yeah, nothing, well, like that stands out as like, oh, Jesus, that didn't age well. I didn't um, know until watching this movie that the aim of the Fremen, the like workers' resistance movement, who are the traditional um, like citizens of Her- Arrakis that the the central government is oppressing and stealing the spice from their planet. Um, the original residents' goal is just to amass enough water that they can overturn the like environment of the planet and turn it into a lush, like green world. Yeah, like he's well. You jump on his Wikipedia page, and he's described as an ecological consultant as well. So he's very okay. That side of science, and um, he wrote a lot of uh, like the the. the what do you call it? The spices mm. are drawn from his experiences with magic mushrooms. Um, he was okay. anti—he was anti-Vietnam War and anti-governmental, anti-government, and yeah, all sorts of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, there was a moment where it was meant to be written and directed by. Ridley Scott with H.R. Geiger doing all of the designs, but that fell through. Well, I think from memory that there's because they have you ever seen the I think they call them dry suits. Um, so to live to live and survive on the surface of Arrakis, basically it's supposed to be so hot that you're permanently wearing, and you see them in the new trailer. Um. You're permanently wearing like a suit right, that right, right. reabsorbs yeah. all the fluid and waste from your body and then recirculates it and turns it to water by the process of you moving around, including like, um, you know, in it's and out of your suit. nose yeah. and still suit, as it was called. Yeah. Um, I, from what I understand, the original designs of them were Geiger in origin and those were retained through to the modern 
to the to the original film and ultimately in the modern film they still don't look that different mm. you have like a thing that goes covers up your ear and i think becomes a radio kit and then you've got something that clips onto your nose you can drink through a hose that comes off it but it on piss it's it's very i was quite disappointed in that despite all of its notions of like you know the small man fighting power and stuff it's still a prince turns out to be a chosen one yeah yeah hence why it's very um he-man yeah um flash gordon and he, he by the end of it he basically attains the same like a greater level of power than the people who've become the interdimensional beings so of course because he's the he's the chosen one. he's a, yeah yeah, they have some big, long, multi-word thing that sounds like gibberish to explain what he became. The Gokhnach Makach. Circus Magookas. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's Dune. What does he become? Yeah. We never have to watch it now. I'm yeah. I'm interested in reading the book though because the book reads really int- like the description of the book reads quite well. But when you jump into the movie, uh, yeah, Wikipedia, you're like Jesus, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. it says I was just reading the Wikipedia entry on the book and it made passing mm. reference to the movie and said um, David Lynch released it in 1984 to negative um, <laughs> response. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the book was released. Oh, the the movie's moving. I think the movies only just stood the test of time in terms of it being um, remembered purely because it's the only time that someone successfully actually made the thing into a movie. Mm. There's Uh, also a TV miniseries called Frank Herbert's Dune, which I have not watched. But do that apparently a really good strategy adventure games or something. Yeah, well, um, I don't know whether you guys are... So, the original Command and Conquer... There I'm is, looking at the games, yeah. yeah. There is... The original Command and Conquer, there's just like a reskin of it that turns it into Dune. But it was oh, like what released these, as a full that's game. What these, yeah, that's what these games look like. They're made by Cryo. Yeah. Um, and they just play like Command so, and Conquer games. Instead of... Because um, on the, the original command and conquer games you just collect a resource called tiberium with things called tiberium harvesters right so then all they did is swatch swap it from um you know from being green and radioactive to being yellow and then you just collect it as spice with a spice harvester um most impressive part is honestly the sandworms are pretty cool in the way they managed to comp them into scenes and have them look massive and you know, even because they're basically puppets being pulled around in sand that's sort of the sand is lying in a way that tries to make it look like it's um, you know of a of a larger scale than it actually is. They did pretty well. Oh yeah. The people comped onto sandworms and stuff like that, though, not quite so much. Yeah. In the the footage of the sandworms from the from the new one. Is there footage? Not footage. I think they like. They look like they're made of sand. Yeah. Yeah. It always made me laugh that they like eat a shitload of sand while they're moving around and while they're biting things. So surely they um, 
must have a freaking massive poop hole just to be able to yeah. shoot all that sand back out. Then, yeah, whatever you see at the front is exactly what's coming out the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's teeth as well. <laughs> that's the only sandworm for yeah, me. Yeah. Though. yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the listeners, the... we are looking at Tim Burton sandworms from Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. The sandworms from the sandworms. I've got to hate them. They went with the whole let's make them look like worms, worms. Like worms, worms 3D. Well. I, I just pasted one in. They've got that proper, like, um, just. That well, see, that could be the, uh, that could be the giant sand ass. That could be just the giant sand asshole you were describing before. This is true. It could also just look like the Alaskan bullworm from SpongeBob. It looks like a Digimon, that little SpongeBob SquarePants, though. <laughs> Change into the the part that took me out of it the most is when they climbed the sandworms. They were just using like clearly un um unedited regular world climbing rope. Oh, <laughs> that they bought from the space store <laughs> rope. It's space rope from the space shop. See, look at that rope round his neck and tell me it doesn't instantly make you. Yeah, that's just rope. I can't yeah, see the rope just... round his neck. Oh, it's, it's, it's that yeah, big yeah. ass fucking rope. <laughs> uh, no, I think because it's black and white, it looks fairly. See, yeah, this sort yeah, of yeah. shit also yeah. exists online. Somebody's drawn fan art of, of Beetlejuice mm-hmm. and Sandworm. It, it looks more like um, it looks like an interpretation of um, Constantine in a sandworm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb. <laughs> um, all right, that's enough on Dune. All right. What else did we have on the list? Nothing really. Jesse, I think you should talk about Ragnarok. Uh, Colum hasn't seen it, has he? No, I haven't. Would you watch you it, Colum? Uh, probably not, no. Right. You should, you piece of shit. Yeah, you that's, actually that's should. That's my it's review really of good. Ragnarok. It's it's like... You it's should, quite like, tell him, yeah. you piece of shit. Yeah, you piece of shit. Ragnarok. Yeah. Um. So what are we you're into season two? You finished it, Logan? Have you binged it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's all I got to say on it. Um, so this is why Logan leads the... <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. It's like, oh, God. Where do I start with fucking Ragnarok? Loki looks... Yeah, it's hard to... Every time I get really vested in these episodes, um, the just the, the the weirdness of the kid who plays Loki pulls me back out of it. I'm just like, that's just a really weird-looking kid. Um. The story's okay. I um, yeah. Fuck. What do I talk about? Good lord. I don't know. Do you have a podcast or not? I don't know. I'm stuck in fucking Dune. I'm still thinking about Dune. Well, I'm, this... I'm very impressed by the Jeff Goldblum joke there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Of course. <laughs> oh shit. They you yeah. Um, yep. Do you want Do you want some help? <laughs> yeah, kick it off. You've obviously got thoughts about it. Um, do I? It's 
I mean, I, I, I do you? Why? <laughs> what? What can I say? We haven't. I mean, if anything, just reiterate all the shit we've already said to each other. Like it's a a show where it, if you described it in as what it is to somebody, it almost sounds like it should come off as some sort of low budget YA thing. Yeah, but it and holds it, so much more gravity than that. And it, maybe is that just the 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 language barrier? Like, if we were watching this in English, would it come across as good? Um, I don't think it would change it because you notice, like, some, for example, the girl that he's obsessed with, who has never liked him at all throughout the show, and yet he's still obsessed with her. Yeah, yeah, is clearly a terrible actress. Yeah. She doesn't do much apart from react to other people acting really well. Well, acting is just reacting. All right, you. All right, you. <laughs> I, I would have actually come more to the uh, table and said that she, you can tell by the way she speaks, even in her own language, that she can't deliver lines well. That she's contrived in her. Um... That she's saying the line. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's she does she doesn't have the best character to to no she's like leverage in the show though she's she doesn't she's really only there to be the love interest and the yeah. will she eventually come to terms with the fact that the dude she loves is one of the bad guys and come to the, over to the yeah. dating the good guy like but she's I think not you're supposed to, to want the... but yeah they have nothing in common. Other than he smiles awkwardly in his caveman way when she's around. Um, yeah. That romance is set up entirely just on the premise that she's a girl and he's a boy and they are both main characters and good looking. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's barely even a main character, though. She's not close enough to the action at any point. To she was in the think. first season, but yeah. Yeah, only because like she's thought that she... Bang, then, maybe. But no, I, I think as time went on, I get the sense that right. they changed the way they were writing it and decided that she wasn't. They pushed her, they kind of pushed think... her to the side instead of bringing yeah. her along as he discovered that he's the reincarnated um, reincarnation of Thor. I think if she was a better actress, they might have made the. Um, because now he's taken over from his father's death the, as the main bad guy, I wonder if. Like before, their plan would have been to have even more jostling between them, as she had to like work out whether she would stand by him or not. As um, maybe they um, had a bigger role for her, but they noticed what you guys did and were like, "Fuck!" Right? No, yeah, that's exactly thinking. what we're getting at. Right. Uh, that she might have been too weak an actress to make it worthwhile, which is then why they suddenly make Thor start having weird like. Um, the, the giant woman is making like weird side eye at Thor, and then all of a sudden they just bang. <laughs> it's like the writers are like God's finger going, Hey, yeah, but look, here's this giant woman. What about her, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> you like what you see? <laughs> they introduced a new like environmentalist girl who, as best as I can tell, the more we talk, have this conversation and think about it, um, I think she is probably progressively grabbing all the screen time and interactions that would have gone to the girl he had rapport with previously. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like they... She's like head of the environmentalists, which in the previous season, that was basically what the, the girlfriend character was doing. So I, I, I think you're right, Jesse. I think they wrote her out because she was a shit actress. 
but it's like the so like, i'm like, moving away but, with my mum, and you can come with me bad guy bad guy's like yes i'm coming with you and then at the 11th hour after his father's funeral he's like no i'm gonna stay here and be the bad guy and she's like all right fine fuck you i'm still leaving and that's her out of the show yeah like the holding so tightly to the um the actual mythology that i was expecting her to just be another god but then they just abandoned mm. and completely introduced a whole bunch of other side characters who will actually stand by thor to do what he does but that said i think that the um new woman is going to be a god at some point the the, the new like environmentalist girl that always smiles at him and it's yeah he like checked her out on Instagram. Yeah, I have to assume so. Or if it's a reincarnated version of the girl that he was friends with, or something stupid. I don't know enough about the mythology to know. But he he was meant to bang the the giant girl that he did bang. That's a part of the story as well. That's yeah. why he did, did all the weird American gods sort of magical surroundings and green screen thing when they were fucking <laughs> transcendent. Yeah, because Thor has kids with a giant, right? Um, she's the yeah, she does. Yeah, I she's me. I know Odin had kids with like multiple giants, I think, but they all just fucked everyone. Yeah, made different things. Loki gave birth to a horse and a snake. Um, Snake, the world serpent. She gave birth to Odin's horse with eight legs. Um. The giant girl that he fucked is meant to be the mother of Fenra, the um, Wolfman. The Wolfman who guards hell. Um, oh. Who they killed, who was just one of their dogs in the first season, and they Thor murdered it in self-defense. Thor does it. Was was that just whipping out a gun, shooting it while it was asleep, and saying self-defense? No, he he's very um, as far as casting for thor is concerned they got like they picked well he's a big bulky caveman looking like blonde dude you were saying he had that same smile like the tokyo drift guy like <laughs> we got drift yeah well they they almost went to lengths to make it that he's not um like he's he's got multiple learning disabilities he could barely see well enough to read the only time he finally looked at something and could just read it was when it was in Old Norse. Mm. Um, ah, it's, so it's, it's like an allegory for um, people with um, dyslexia finally yeah. figuring out it like and then getting are. around it and becoming business leaders. He he's <laughs> yeah, he was in super remedial classes as it was, and he anytime he has to like write an essay or read a text on his phone, his phone talks to him. It's like. You know, he's put on a setting so anytime a text plays, it just reads it out to him in a digital voice. And when Definitely he abled. when he writes an essay, he dictates to his laptop and his laptop laptop types it. Mm. Um, which are all real world things obviously. But um But the yeah. way they're shaping it is he's he wasn't built for any of those no good books and mm. education and learnings and what have you. He's he's here to hit people with a hammer for he's God's sake. Fuck. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and once um, I like that thing. Once he got his hammer made, and the two, the giant mum and the giant son, are like sitting outside his house, brooding and thinking about how they're gonna fuck him over next. Yeah, and then they yeah. see he's got a hammer, and then they go, "Oh shit! Oh crap!" Like, 
that they suddenly realize that he's a lot further along in his plan than they are in their plan. And he hits the hammer and it just cuts clean through the center of their like modern day Volvo SUV. Yeah. Actually, it actually explodes it. Yeah. As they bail out the sides of it, you just get this cool side shot as the hammer just cuts through it like there's no car whatsoever. And then it just sort of explodes. They both run away and then he just like pulls his hammer back to his hand. Yeah, which the the fact that he can he's the only one that can pick up his hammer and he can pull it back to him as well. That's all Marvel comics stuff. That's not actual oh, okay. mythology. But you might as well really? take stuff that worked yeah. really well. Yeah. So Thor's hammer yeah. does real Thor hammer come back to him? Let's get real Thor on the line and see what he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's in the studio right now. Oh, I thought you were going to do Jerry Aylman as Thor for a second. <laughs> oh, really hey, guys. Yeah. Well, when we were developing the hammer, we really wanted to make it super authentic to uh, the Marvel Comics movies. <laughs> the Marvel Comics movies. <laughs> Oh, Jerry, it's been too long. I feel like season two of The Clum Down should be um, whoever Clum was died in his basement and his his recording equipment was discovered by Jerry Aylman who picks it up and starts doing a show. Oh, Jesse Marshall Smith. My God, of course. Yes, how are you, my good friend? Oh, no, he's not breaking character. (laughs) (laughs) No, Colin is the character. Jerry is the person. (laughs) (laughs) oh <laughs> uh, shit um, yeah what have you learned about Thor's hammer is it real uh, good vamping <laughs> will it float will it float um, it, it doesn't appear to come back no oh. um, they haven't introduced Heimdall at all in the show yet even though he's the one that's meant to kill Loki in the story um, I thought he was just like a security guard Actually, <laughs> <They're> wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong, but he's also yeah, he's also yeah, a no, guy. no. It's it's right, Jesse. Um, is does somebody ask? Did Thor's hammer actually? I just had to find a decent, um, like way to phrase the question that didn't automatically default to you. Must be talking about Marvel, um, makeup products. Yes, it seems so. In the prose edda, when Thor is presented the hammer by Broker, this property is in the description. Then he gave the hammer to Thor and said that Thor might smite as hard as he desired, whatsoever might be before him, and the hammer would not fail. If he threw it at anything, it would never miss, and never fly so far as to not return to his hand. Now, you could argue that means that he could just go and get it. Yeah, that you'll always be able to find it. That you could even interpret that as like a homing beacon. Yeah, kind it's of like it'll beacon. it'll hit its target and then just stop. So yeah. I guess you could argue, um, how did the civilization who wrote this interpret those words? Mm. So if I, for all we know, it, like that could have been a thing for them before Marvel comics. That just you know we read this as he throws shit and it just boomerangs back to his hand. Yeah. Well, it's just handy for Marvel movies for it to come back to his hand, so you don't have to write in him picking it up. The same way, just um, after of the shield, just like well, especially because really he can't because he can't fly without it as well. 
than the comic. Oh, true. So it'd be you him throwing it and then chasing after it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a really good way to balance out his powers. Is he's got to yeah. pick his moment to when he actually throws the hammer because when he does, yeah, he knows true. he's going to have to go pick it up. And then you could make the effect of it like super devastating as well. Um, yeah, Heimdall in the in the mythology is described as security the guard. As, yeah, he's a security guard. He guards the Bifrost, but he's considered the whitest of the gods. Which <laughs> Marvel definitely leaned on. Idris Elba. He's the one that signals Ragnarok, so he's the one that kicks it off with the ringing uh, horn okay. or something. So Ragnarok doesn't officially start until he shows up and sees sees it starting. So he <laughs> doesn't start until he walks in. Yeah. I like the um, <laughs> the this TV show Cullen goes out of its way to find a relatively logical like it's actually in that way it's a lot like um, that New Zealand TV show that came after Outrageous Fortune that was all about Norse gods, the Almighty Johnsons. Yeah, who had, had the who had yeah. um, the guy with ice powers who worked on refrigerators, but in That's real life right, he yeah. also talked about saving power and. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Old air conditioning units era. in yeah. New Zealand. That's right. It, it basically like, read exactly like um, Outrageous Fortune, but was gods. Yeah. So this yeah. is like, um, oh shit, we actually, to to do everything properly, to build Thor's hammer properly, we need it to be made by a dwarven smith. And then yeah. they just were like, oh, there's a dwarf that works at the old folks' home. So they just convince him to go on their mission with them. Yeah, because they've got a they've got a, a welder and a like a blacksmith um, up their sleeves yeah. from a local mechanic shop, but he's not a dwarf, so they just go grab the dwarf they know yeah. in town and get the two of them to work together to build so, the. To yeah, build so the, the blacksmith does all the work, and then the um, dwarf just like does the act of clipping off the handle at the end, and he clips it off too awkwardly short, which is how Thor's hammer gets that classic Thor's hammer thing where it has the uncomfortably short handle. Oh, okay. Cut it for a dwarf size, yeah. Yeah, well, because the, the handle's supposed to be short because Loki fucked Thor over to make it so that it had to be a one-handed weapon, which would limit the amount of power he could put into it. Because mm. it's a, a Warhammer's supposed to be a two-handed weapon. Can we talk about um, how Loki gives birth to the, the World Serpent <laughs> in the show? Because it's amazing. I think we did. Did we talk um, about it on the podcast, though? Yeah, no, I think you and I talked about it. Maybe. But anyway, yeah, it's it's a tapeworm, Cullen. Yeah, you have talked about it on the chat as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. and it um, because it's the... just cool to see that this character who who realizes he's Loki and understands that does research on who Loki was, um, connects with him in the way that it's like, oh, I'm I'm gender fluid, and it sounds like Loki was also gender fluid because he gave birth to things. Um, oh, yeah. that, that means Loki was the first trans person. This is really cool. Um, and then goes to the doctor because he keeps eating and is told he has a tapeworm, so he has to give birth to this tapeworm by shitting it out. So it's like, not not really giving birth to something, <laughs> dude. You just took a shit. And there was a <laughs> there was a slug in there that um, yeah, looks yeah. exactly like the sandworms from Dune. And then he 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 finds out it's still alive from the nurse and then they wanted to keep it for science and he asks to keep it instead and just keeps it in a terrarium in his bedroom. And it progressively grows to the point where he lets it out into the 
was it Lake Tear or whatever? Yeah. Is but, but... Snake brings not. Um, and his he he's got quite a again what seems quite Marvel accurate interpretation of the Loki story rather than traditionally accurate, which is. It's not so much that Loki is a bad person, it's that everyone is afraid Loki is dangerous because of what they know about Loki, so they all, yep. like, try and fudge the truth around him, and it always ends up... He's, um, um, he he his, finds his out about it. it... Is, yeah, his existence is foretold to signal the end of days. So when they get presented with the fact that he is he is what is described in the in the stories as... Um, this half giant, half god thing that will bring about the apocalypse. That's what drives. Yeah, they're, they're a self-fulfilling prophecy with Loki. Their actions um, create the person that he is, and force, and then positions him in such a way that he's the one that ends up um, yeah. creating the snake that kills Thor and destroys the gods. Because they like fear and manby pamby the truth around him, they end up causing him to be what he is and not trust everyone. Mm. That's cool reading about that they don't just treat the giants as just bad guys who hate everything, but they are just the other side of what the gods were. Just but more prone to violence and more prone to the human sorts of emotions that existed, whereas the gods were above it all. Yeah, because what are they like? They're, they're kind of just two different sects of like divine beings right the yeah, vanir and the something rare. yeah the gods are just Vanirial. yeah um obviously because right now i'm playing the i don't know it's a few years old now but the the god of war the newest one it's all it puts kratos out of sparta and into nordic mythology oh yeah yeah Kate, have you seen any of that of um, Kratos with a stun and stuff. Yeah. 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 It turns out that sun is Loki. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, And, yeah, Kratos' wife was actually a Nordic god, but was keeping it on the down low. Yeah, as you would. All woman. Yeah. Um, But it's... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and the sequel is going to follow Ragnarok, right? It's yeah. I mean, I don't know whether they'll do it as because t- if they go straight to Ragnarok, then it's kind of a two-game arc, right? But I, I assume they will actually being who they are and being what God of War is. I really hope they do have the balls to go through with it, make you play as the Sun, and have you kill Kratos. Yeah, um, be because a- that's the only end that. Kratos should deserve. <laughs> it's although it could go several different ways. After you learned, obviously, you learned that he's Loki, but you also learned that this god that they've been chasing the entire game basically gave birth to, um, or had a hand in all of the different um, pantheons of gods around the world. That he was the traveler, so he established the. Um, like when they're going through those giant ruins, when they're climbing that tower, you learn that he went to, he's been to Egypt and um, the 
he had a hand in the Greek gods and spread that knowledge around before any other pantheon existed. Kratos so could just no, no, no. The, I can't remember who which character is in the game. It's a it's a character that's never seen. He's long dead, oh. um, or has long left um, the area. But he's you, you, that's where you see like the Kratos god of war symbol on the walls, and you realize, oh shit, this guy knew. Like Kratos being here is no mistake. Yeah, because I, as I understood it, the original plan, not within like universe, but just original plan was. Kratos would just keep moving through different pantheons of different countries, killing all their gods. Which is where it could still end up going. Depends on what happens with Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean, though, now that he's got a son who is a character who he cares about, which is very different from how the series has gone, because he killed his last wife and kid. Right. Um, and they haven't actually shown Odin beyond just being a voice in the clouds, right? Um, not Odin, no, but... Uh, Thor. Thor is there. I I thought the game might have, but then I think it would just distract this game, which is so grounded and so narrow. I thought you might get to fight Thor in the same way on um on like what was it two or three or something? You fight Hercules and it's like a yeah. proper it's the first time you go toe to toe with something that isn't like some horrific giant monster. It's just you versus another human-ish thing. Demigod, yeah. That is your, like, it should be your equal, even though Hercules is, like, two times your height, I think. But it's yeah. it's it's just, yeah, a brutal, like, fight of two relatively even characters. Just even more satisfying doing that um, part of the game, too, because they got Kevin Sorbo to voice that Hercules, and he's now massively, like, right wing and super insanely Christian and yep. Trump support like a Trumper and all that kind of shit. So being able to straight up bludgeon his face into the ground and then curb stomp him <laughs> is a little bit more satisfying yeah. than it probably was when it first came out. Like um this one being so grounded and human and how everything works makes the horrific violence of Kratos that much more harmful to watch. He's... Like when he's fighting Boulder and he's just like punching a guy into a rock wall, and they're both just getting covered in the one guy's blood is somehow so much worse than when you watched him on other games and he would just cartoonishly rip people to pieces. Yeah, because I mean, it's just yeah, it's... more grounded. Yeah, it's um turns the knife in a little bit with his role as a god of war where he's actually meant to be that violent but no one else is at that level yeah um, or is designed to be so he, when he's fighting it seems like excess force because it is because <laughs> he doesn't have a choice yeah and it um this one's is subtly in the corners of the conversations with the kid broaching the idea that he actually like the fact that Kratos reconciles what he does is necessary, but mm. there is a big part of him that just enjoys the violence. Yeah, it's in his nature. Um, uh, that's the, yeah, I think you kind of get that grounded shit come through a little bit more clearly with the Nordic mythology because it just presents itself as being a lot more human than the Greek stories do. 
the Greek stories always had a lot more to do with gods doing terrible things and then just continuing to do terrible things. And some of them got punished by other gods and some of them didn't. But yeah, um, all of the Nordic mythology just centers around these people had these roles to play and they don't have a choice about it. And it's all presented as fatalism and circular. Um, and the beginning is the end is the beginning and everyone has a role to play. So um, the human aspect of it all just comes through a lot stronger because they have to deal with that. Yeah, which again is, I think, why the Nordics were the next step because they are equally... Also, they're just more hip these days, but um, they are also just the same sort of levels of like Thor and Odin are both very flawed, very self-absorbed, very fuck everything that moves, kill everything else. Um, all the gods slept with all the gods and created various children all who have worlds and all that access to yeah. grind and yeah, worlds on top of worlds of stuff. Um, that was the other cool scene I remember from yesterday. Um, you come across this guy's ghost who tells you that his son killed him while they were trying to loot some treasure hoard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And the son, your son, is like baffled that somebody could kill their own father, and Kratos is just trying it's really like... hard to shut the conversation down because he killed his father. Yeah, she's like, hey, yeah, yeah, that's really. And yeah, and then at the end of the game, you find out that um, Atreus is fated to kill Kratos. Um, I guess we round out with Cullum. You just say something quick about Jumanji three. Yeah. If we're you're in fact still jungle. here, we got funny games. We got everything. I don't know anything about it. I didn't know it was out. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen any trailers. It, it came quite quickly after the second one. It's they go back in to find the main boy from the first one who was playing playing the rock on the first one. Oh, the second one, I guess. Um, they go back in after him. He got like imposter syndrome that he wasn't as cool as when he was the rock. So he goes oh, back so to by, relive that. By third one, by third one, you mean third, including the ninety-seven one? Yes. Ah, oh, okay. Then yeah, I am aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it ends up with Danny Glover and um, what's the short old guy from Frank from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Danny the DeVito. DeVito. <laughs> the Penguin. Yeah, the both of them end up in it, so it's just like old men. Um, it's mostly The Rock and um, Kevin Hart having to pretend to be oh, old black men. Oh, that's why you would say The Rock and Kevin Hart being Danny DeVito and someone. Yeah, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. I thought you were just saying that. No. Um, and it's... Yeah, it's... I don't feel like those two Jumanji sequels get enough credit for just being really competent light comedies yeah they, they're good that are well quite subversive in some moments like you know it's it's a family comedy but there are scenes where people get mauled and you see like red mist coming out as they're being pulled apart and then they just explode into um, like dust and then another one of them falls out of the sky and it, and it you yeah. get this sort of sense of somewhere somehow a sensor got away with they got away with censoring technicalities where well he didn't actually die he just popped out of the sky again yeah that's right uh, this a similar sort of thing is um robot on robot violence can be brutal as fuck because it's not people 
Yeah, like Transformers physically rip huge chunks out of each other's bodies, but it's not flesh, so it's okay. No, but they spill oil, which is meant to feel like blood for some reason. Even that, games have been doing that for years. Like, um, Lord of the Lord of the Rings games, where you're like hacking off heads and arms and cutting people in half, but orcs bleed black, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, that really is a. As long as it's not red, you can get away with most stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any parting thoughts, Colin? Um. Do you uh, want to talk about your stand-up, or you're not? Nah, I'm not. We just do that it offline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm more <laughs> keen to have that conversation offline. All right, well then, this, is, this has been the Wired Shot, and this has been the host, Jesse and Logan, and guest yeah. Colm. He's been here too, I guess. Hello. Yeah. You went you went president all during the God of War chat, and that's really kind of... Yeah. I didn't have much to add. <laughs> just add shit. You think I have much to add? I just talk. It's a radio show. That's what you do. I don't like your style as much as... Um... <laughs> I don't like your style either. What's your point? <laughs> Oh you god! Mum and dad are fighting oh. again. Oh god! All right, Jesse, yeah. make a fart noise so I can tell Craig to leave. Okay. <laughs> I love that statement. Craig, leave. <laughs>